All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. At the tone, please record your message. From WNYC, this is New Tech City, where digital gets personal. I'm Manoush Samarodi. We're working our little public radio tails off on a really big project that I'm going to officially announce on next week's show. I am extremely pumped and nervous about this. So this week's show is going to be on the shorter side. Because I'm, you know, I gotta like think about this big project that's coming up, okay? This week's show is about thinking aloud, using your voice to explain yourself, and the way listening can jog memories and emotions like nothing else can. One of my favorite blog posts of 2014 was written by Leslie Horn for the website Gizmodo. I could not stop thinking about it. It was so good. So I invited Leslie into our studio to record an audio version of her piece called You're Wrong About Voicemail. Hey, bud. This is uh, Dad uh, returning your call. I was in the middle of... Hey, it's me. I just want to make sure you didn't forget about me. Um, Hi, Dibs. Grandma calling. Uh, just wanted to say hi. I your How you feel about voicemail is largely generational. People who haven't hit 40 don't get why their parents and other olds don't just text or let a missed call speak for itself. In some cases, it's an argument of etiquette. I think you not picking up is sufficient reason for me to punish you with a voicemail, so here you go. One side says voicemail is obnoxious. The other argues it's rude not to leave one. It's actually neither. Voicemail is great. Voicemail is essential. Taylor, I just got your present. I love, 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 love it. I'm just calling to check in and have a conversation about what happened earlier. Anyway, I love you. Bye-bye. A little background. My dad died unexpectedly in July. As a single event, a death sets everything into motion in a way that's completely out of control. Once it happens, events keep tumbling at you in a steady deluge. And you can't slow anything down, and you can't pause to take stock of what's happening or who's saying what or who brought you a casserole or how you ended up with four tubes of waterproof mascara. Nothing stops. In what felt like a time warp, I somehow found some structure in voicemail. I really enjoyed your uh, voicemail, and I think you called when I was in the air. Right after my dad died, my phone started ringing and it didn't stop for about a month. I could text, but I couldn't really talk on the phone. You can only say thank you so many times before you start to feel insincere. But people wanted to talk to me, and people left me voicemails. I didn't listen to them immediately, but they were there as a de facto comfort when I needed some. 
Unlike Snapchat or whatever ephemeral technology we're obsessed with for five minutes, my voicemails didn't disappear after one listen. I mean, you actually have to really want to delete a voicemail to get rid of it, or it'll fester away in your deleted folder forever. They're indelible that way. At the time, the messages were as much for me as it was for the person leaving the message, too. People don't always know what to say in sensitive situations, especially when there's a death. But folks will just keep talking when there's no one there to prompt them. Hi, I'm going to Whole Foods to buy the chestnuts and the cream. Um, do you want me to get some appetizers? Hey, dude. Uh, just give you a buzz, man. I'm driving up to Charlotte, North Kakalaki. So I had a couple hours. That I Hello. <laughs> I was really tired. I slept until 11 o'clock. I just got up. People also say things in a voicemail they won't say in person. It gives you the ability to ramble without response. And for all the times you've listened to an uninterrupted stream of consciousness left in a voicemail, hoping for someone to get to the point, you actually realize it's wonderful. People don't know what to say in sensitive situations, like talking to a friend whose dad recently died. Left to their own devices on a voicemail, they'll find their way to the right words. This isn't meant to be sad. Defending voicemail isn't just about grief or coping. I'll admit this big, life-changing event made me realize voicemail's value. But it has a broader worth. Voicemail is the default archive of your life. You would miss it if it were gone. I have voicemails I've saved for years on my phone. I have a few I've loved so much I uploaded them to SoundCloud, so there's no chance I'll delete them. One time, my roommate called me, pretending to be my dog. Saved it. I'm standing right by your door right now, wishing you would come outside and just pet me for a little while. I have a college friend who teaches shop in mid-Missouri who will call me and tell me stories about the weird things his students say and do. There's also the occasional drunk dial. Hey, it's me. Why did you have to go? I love a good drunk dial. If you're not the one doing the dialing and if it's not a message from an ex you'd rather not hear from, hats off to iOS 8 number blocking, a drunk voicemail is a beautiful thing. People are great. People are funny. They're even more of both when they're hammered. Two minutes worth of word vomit someone else left on your phone under the influence is a funny thing to wake up to. It's okay to laugh at someone else's shame every once in a while. Here's another universal truth. Sometimes it's just good to hear someone's voice. Email is great. Texting is fine. But it takes effort to pick up the phone. Typing and talking have an inverse relationship. As it's gotten easier to write your feelings, it's gotten more difficult to speak them. Even if your feelings are just, I was just calling to say hello, that means something. There's also tradition. Not to be sappy, but I can't think about voicemails without bringing the whole thing back to my dad once more. The dude had a goddamn calendar full of people he would call on their birthdays. From what I've learned in the past couple of months, it numbered in the hundreds. Hello, this is Grand Doug, and... I wanted to speak to Julia, and I want to tell her something, and so I'm going to deliver the message on voicemail. If he knew your birthday, he would call you on it, and he would sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. He had what I would call a church choir voice, which is to say not great, but he would belt it out nonetheless. If you picked up, he'd sing your ear off. If you screened... He'd sing it to your voicemail. Happy birthday to you. 
In the past three months, I've had untold numbers of people approach me and tell me they had messages from my dad on their phones singing them happy birthday. Happy birthday to Mark. Happy birthday to Suzanne. Happy birthday to Margaret. Happy birthday to family and friends and to people I don't know from Adam. Shoot, I'd think every time. Why didn't I listen to my voicemails more? Until one day I poked around in my deleted folder and found my happy birthday message from last year. Saved. There it was. I hadn't meant to save it, but there it was. Hi, Leslie. I hope you retrieve the call because I have something very important to tell you. I love you. I love you. And I hope you're having a great day. Bye-bye. As hard as it is to admit, my mom is right. Voicemail is a good thing. You may not know it. You may think I'm flat wrong. I get it. Voicemail can be annoying. Unnecessary sometimes. Believe me, I've made all those arguments too. But I also know that you would miss voicemail if it were gone. I'm Leslie Horn. I'm an associate editor at Gizmodo. That was Leslie Horn. She writes beautifully for Gizmodo, and you can find her on Twitter at L-E-S-H-O-R-N. Les Horn. Coming up, the winner of New Tech City's Funniest Email Award for 2014. Okay, we're back. This is New Tech City, and I'm Manoush Zamorodi. Thanks to listener Diana Kakauka, I've realized that I need to slow down when it comes to saying my name. I just want to read you an email that Diana wrote me um, that made me laugh really hard. Okay, here we go. Hi, Manoush. I started listening to your segment, New Tech City, last summer. Everything was fine then. I enjoyed your pieces. But as time went on, fall came, it got colder, and then came winter, and I was irate with you. How come you still name your show, I'm a new summer roadie, when it's cold? How dare you? I'm freezing here in this terrible winter. But I eventually let it go, thinking, maybe she's just nostalgic about summer. Aren't we all? Only recently did I read your name and go, oh, she's not just a summer roadie. (laughs) Cheers, Diana. Thank you, Diana. I really hope that I am saying your name right. And yes, I will slow it down. I promise. It's a full-on Persian name. I am half Persian, but the name is really ethnic. Anyway, Diana, in the future, I want to ask you and all you New Tech City listeners to, instead of just emailing us, think about recording a voice memo on your phone and emailing it to us. We really want to have more listener voices on the show in the year ahead. We love hearing what you sound like. We love hearing how you pronounce your name. If recording a voice memo is too big a pain, not to worry. We have set up a Google voice line, so you can just call the number 917-924-2964 to leave a message with your feedback or to be so kind as to answer, you know, the random questions that I have for you. So the question I have this week is, how would you describe your relationship with your phone? This was also the question for last week. There's a very good reason why. Okay, my relationship with my phone is I am 
I am deeply, deeply in love with it. It knows me better than practically anyone else. When my phone doesn't work, I'm offended. I'm agitated. It's kind of like having a relationship with a boyfriend who's better looking than you and knows it. Okay, now you. Describe your relationship with your phone. Tell me a story about you and your phone. Is it like a, is it like a drug dealer in your life? Like it's, it's always calling you and like pestering you and you don't want to answer, but you have to. Or maybe it's like, you know, that father figure in your life that you never had. And, and now you have your phone. Anyway, pick the phone up. Call the number 917-924-2964. That's 917-924-2964. If you already sent your answer, thank you, because we just might use your voicemail on next week's show, which, by the way, you do not want to miss. We are launching a big project about rethinking our relationships with our phones. It is going to be so fun. It's going to be kind of hard, but I promise it is really going to be worth it. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you're there. It's going to be really great. Thanks so much for listening. This is New Tech City. I'm Manoush Zamarodi. Stephen, I just called because I was thinking of you when I heard the word ass two times today on WNYC. They're really getting crazy over there. Bye-bye.